Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Nathan. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello and thanks for having me. Today's topic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is the fifth theatrical Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film serving as a reboot of the series. The film stars Megan Fox, Will Arnett, William Fitchner, Danny Woodburn, Abby Elliott, Noel Fisher, Jeremy Howard, and Alan Richardson with the voices of Joy Knoxville and Tony Shalhoub. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Calabanga. We have missed the film. This is the fifth one. We've covered the three live-action films from the 90s. We've missed the animated one, TMNT. We will go back and do that one. I just, I don't know, I was in the mood to re-watch this Michael Bay-produced Turtles film and, yeah, eventually get to the sequel, Out of the Shadows. Mm. But I thought this would be a good one for us to talk about. Yeah, I I rewatched them both when uh, we when this topic was was mooted and we we agreed to to watch these uh, to watch the the Michael Bay turtles. So I ended up doing both both this this and its sequel. Um, they're fun. They're more fun than I remember them being. Okay, good. <laughs> well, that was a short <laughs> review. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like they're kind yeah. of like especially with this one. It's it's like I remember not liking it when I first watched it, and there was incongruencies and stuff. But I guess it's it's aged pretty well, and it's, it's I've warmed to it a little more. Is what I'm trying to get at. The film was announced shortly before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Peter Led sold the rights to the characters to Nickelodeon in October 2009. It was released on August 8, 2014, by Paramount Pictures. The film received negative reviews from critics for its tone and characterizations while praising its visual effects, action sequences and performances, although it became a box office success earning $493.3 million on a budget anywhere between $125 and $50 million, and becoming the highest grossing film of the series and the highest grossing film from Nickelodeon movies. And you watched it again recently. A sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, was released in June 2016. While the sequel received slightly better reviews, it was unable to match the commercial success of that first film. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely an issue of like the, the look of the turtles is very jarring for people who are fans. They just look roided up and jacked up and just huge and they've got noses and stuff and just i don't know like it it sat weirdly with me because i i think the earlier turtles films from the from the late 80s early 90s or the early 90s were the perfect or definitive turtles films uh then look of the turtles as you and i have have um reviewed them yeah so this kind of sits a bit clunky they're really big aren't they <laughs> they're huge those movies were the 90s huge you know we had jim henson to thank for that first movie maybe the second mm. one as well but they were men in suits and you know animatronic you had people controlling the eyes the mouths whereas yeah this this is cg so they they are big i mean i do like the 
just the approach like so the the physicality of the turtles mm. were based mm. on like what like based on different sports players so leonardo is like a wrestler donatello is like a basketball player ralph is a rugby player and mikey is a very short soccer player so that's what they were going, going for. for so i like that they've got that distinction mm. I mean, I mean, we remember the cartoon in the 80s and those 90s movies. They've got different colored masks. But other than that, the same. So I like that the approach. And they've done it yeah. again in recent years in animation where there is a distinction. Mm. Like now Donatello is drawn a lot skinnier than the rest of the time. Yeah. And he's got the That's glasses. He's the brains. He's not he's the brains. He's not the brawn. It makes sense. Yeah. So you do, you do have those those points of difference. But in this, yeah, yeah they they look very different like you know reptile like 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 mm. um, yeah like there's a gloss to the skin like a shine yeah like i do agree with you i think going forward different iterations of the turtles need to have those distinctions i mean raf's always been the the, the, the big bruiser you know mikey's the chilled out california surfer dude leo's the serious one donnie's the the more nerdy one i think those distinctions will always be there it's just a question of how you want to portray those physically and i think they've just gone for broke with michael bay's movie and like you say they're just so huge and it just doesn't you can't <laughs> buy mean, the teenagers yeah i mean you, <laughs> what you just said that i think you can describe any of michael bay's movies of that just gone for broke yeah <laughs> that's typically yeah. his approach i mean he didn't direct this as a producer but it definitely feels like um like a Michael Bay movie. I mean, the director of this film was Jonathan Liebsman. He did Darkness Falls, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, Battle Los Angeles, Wrath of the Titans. So he has mm. done some bigger movies, but he started in horror. Uh, Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, that was produced by Michael Bay's production company because he started yeah. doing, as well as directing, you know, Bad Boys, Transformers, he was producing a lot of horror remakes. Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre being one of them, but I think this was the first movie he produced that wasn't horror, that he didn't direct. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a Michael Bay movie without an explosion, come on. Absolutely. But just with the design, though, like they were looking at giving them like personal character traits. Originally, mm. Michelangelo was going to have a gold chain, but they changed it because they thought maybe mm. it's a bit too thuggish. He later got it in the sequel, but digitally... They replaced the chain with like a seashell necklace, you know, more yeah. than fine with you, surfer. You know, surfer. Kind of vibe. Yeah, Stay, so, scared the dude, surfer dude. Yeah, but again, you know, giving them, you know, their own individual personalities, which is yeah. um, pretty cool. But like with those 90s movies, we're often getting two actors. Or in fact, not with Leonardo, there's two actors. Mm. There is Pete Plozek, who is the motion capture for Leonardo, but as the voice, mm -hmm. and I've got to be Johnny honest, Knoxville. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I ever knew this, Johnny Knoxville, which just seems like an odd choice. But they seem to have odd choices when getting someone to voice Leonardo. I remember in a, recent, this, yeah. but in a recent animated Knoxville. series, Jason Biggs. Yeah, that's right, Jim Jason Biggs. From American but, Pie is the leader of the yeah. Turtles. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll say this, though. It actually worked. Um Jason Biggs, both Biggs and Knoxville, can strike or are capable of striking that serious tone needed to be Leonardo. And it's it's quite impressive that both actors, when it came to doing the voice roles for Leonardo, really were on point and really brought their A game and, and sound to your to my mind like Leonardo. It does work. And and again, Joe Knoxville, I've seen this movie a few times. 
and mm. most recently for this, I never knew, never noticed that it was um, was Joe Knoxville. So he's he's definitely he's doing something there. And you're right, it does yeah, it does work. We've got Jeremy Howard as Donatello, the scientist mm. of the mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Alan Richson as Raphael, the aggressive member of the Turtles. Richson. The Bruiser. Richson, he was Aquaman in Smallville. He was hey. Aquaman in the animated movie Throne of Atlantis. More recently on TV, we've seen him as the new Jack Reacher. Fantastic show on Prime Video. He's done yep. heaps of stuff. He was he was Hawk in Titans, the live-action D- uh, DC show. And what else did... Oh, he's also in the new Fast and Furious movie, Fast X. So this go. guy is busy, but back then... He was doing Prolific. motion capture and voicing Raphael. Yeah. And then rounding out the uh, the foursome, you've got Mikey, voiced by... Noel Fisher. He's the mm. childish member of the Turtles who has a crush on April. And yeah. that doesn't not get creepy, no matter how many times I watch it. Like, it is generally mm. creepy that he is like... A giant turtle has a crush on a female um, human being. You know, and he's pursuing her as well. Like, he's letting it be known that he that he has a crush. He's like, settle down, Mikey. But then, <laughs> to be honest, like, I mean, I know we've got one more turtle to go, but it's Megan Fox. And, and this is Transformers-era Megan Fox. Like, Megan, Megan Fox, Fox now does a lot of um, like direct-to-home release action movies. But she's doing mm. different types of films now to what she was doing then. Like back, back when then. this film, you know, came out. So what was this? This came out in 2014. This mm. is very much like Transformers had happened and she was mm. the go-to it girl of the moment. So getting yeah, her but... as as April was was a good get and, you know, having that Michael Bay connection. So I'm trying to say is <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that Mike, mm. Michelangelo can see Megan Fox as April. Think, wow, she's... She's attractive, but again, it's still. She is. I, I think that's that's very much the the core of it, right there. She's very attractive, and Michael Bay obviously plays on that uh, with what he was trying to do with April in in those movies, and the way he portrayed her. Um, so you would, it's good to see that Megan Fox has branched out and done different roles and got away from that kind of. Um, that sort of trap of, uh, you know, using her her attractiveness to really, um, sort of um sell the role you know what i mean and it's great that she's able, actually able to have acting chops and and take on different roles and not just say oh i'm just uh, a, a pretty face you know yeah i mean she that that's what she was doing in this but you're right in later mm. films i guess she's um she's moved away from that in fact what was it called i think it was called till death mm. that was like a mid-budget like action thriller that she was in that was good mm. I, um or it's not just her being scantily clad you know well, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's one more turtle, though. Yep. Danny Woodburn. Ah, okay. So Danny Woodburn, motion capture, and Tony Shaloub as the voice of Splinter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, we've done all the turtles. This is Splinter. He is a mutant rat who is the adoptive father and sensei of Ninja Turtles. So mm. there, we, there we go. So that's rounding out the voice actors and motion capture. Will Arnett as Vern Fenwick, April's co-worker. Another interesting. character who's pursuing her, who's interested yeah. in her romantically. And also, we don't see Vern in, in any other iteration of the Turtles other than the 80s, late 80s, early 90s cartoon. 
Ah, the interesting. I grew up with Vernon the cameraman's in that, and he's always portrayed as a bit of a wuss, bit of a wimp, bit of a um, you know, a bit of a ponce. But um, here Arnett gives Vernon a little bit more substance, a bit more form, a bit more body. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see Vernon come back because he's a he's a character in Turtles canon. We haven't seen him quite some time. Great to see him get a live action debut. And Will Arnett delivering mm-hmm. like he's doing he's doing a good job here. William yeah. Fitchner is Eric Sachs, the CEO of Sachs Industries, with ties to the Foot Clan. So he's one of the villains in this, but Shredder. Shredder's yeah, the Rook- main big bad. Rukistaki. The leader of the Foot Clan. Mm. I didn't care for the look of Shredder in this film. It just like it felt too Transformers-y, you know, with the way his blades can mag- be mag- magnetically kind of brought back to yeah. him, like they magnetized. When you very, get, very yeah. mech. Mech when is the word I'm trying. Third, the third act, absolutely. It's just mm. Yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? It's more like when they're using similar weapons, fighting the turtles. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah, it does. It's too big and shiny. And you're watching mm. this Turtles film, and if somebody said, you know the guy that did Transformers also has a connection with this movie? Like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that, that, exactly. Because let's face it, Shredder looks like a Transformer. And that was my big beef. I mean, I think his array of blades look impressive. But then it just gets ridiculous. The more it's like a Swiss Army knife, the more he folds out of his gauntlet and just gets crazy. And the fact that he could call them back to him magnetically, just so transformersy and just got ridiculous. I think the look of Shredder was really established with the early 1990 movie. He looked perfect as Shredder then. And even like the sequel to this movie, they scaled it back a bit and made Shredder look a little more toned down. That was still pretty cool. Which is better? Yeah, I was definitely getting flashbacks to Super Shredder. I'm seeing yeah. views, just how oh, he yeah. is in this movie because it's all about skill, isn't it? He's not. He doesn't mm. need gadgets. That's it. He's a he's a martial artist first and foremost. We've got Whoopi Goldberg as Bernadette Thompson, essentially the Perry White of yeah. of this movie. I thought that too. I thought that. Yeah, she's cool. You know. There's a few cast members here. I think Will Arnett, uh, maybe Megan Fox, I'm not sure at the time, but Whoopi Goldberg. They had kids or family members that were fans of Turtles. So when the mm. opportunity came around for this movie, they they jumped at it. Mm. Abby Elliott is Taylor, April's roommate, just uh, rounding out the, the cast here. Perry Neesman co-creator of turtles he turns up as himself is credited as doctor i did not realize he had a cameo i want to go back and rewatch it for just for eastman's cameo yeah i mean he was brought on as a consultant and provided artwork for the opening animated montage so that was cool but i guess whilst he was there they i don't know which came first the cameo or or that but i guess he was he was there so they they shot well, a guess little cameo. He's he and he, to this day Kevin's very involved with the turtles. Still, I mean, he's still working on the comics and still uh, very uh, the public face, I guess, of the turtles. Well, we mentioned, or I mentioned in the beginning, Peter Laird, like you know, he, he sold yeah. off his well, his half or his his rights. They were co-creators. That's, that's right. right. Recently, was he? Was it last year or the year before The Last Ronin? When did that come out? But that was a story that they both worked on together, but that had been the together. first 
the first thing led, I believe, had done anything to do with the turtles in quite since, some time. I mean, what it would have been two thousand and nine. Yeah, and it was that was so good to see. I mean, that's part of the reason I wanted to get the last Ronin too, and and part of the reason I picked it up is it's so great to see Kevin and Peter come back together to work on them. It's just not the same without the two of them together, and that was a real big selling point for me. And that's so. it, like the look, the just everything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It wasn't one voice; it was those those two together. Yeah, and they should sold they they were solely uh, responsible for the turtles. They brought them into the world. Yeah, I'll just put it in here, although it means more just to you and I. But tomorrow mm. we're going to be going to Supernova. Uh, Comic Con here in Perth, Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Kevin Eastman is going to be there, so we're going to get to meet him. So we're recording yes, this on Friday, get to meet him on Saturday, and then the following week is when I'm going to post this. So we'd have already met him when you're listening to this, but it's not happened yet. Yep. But I'm, I'm I'm a little bit excited about that. Me too. I cannot wait to take uh, some of my old Turtles books with me to get Kevin to sign. Uh, the last Ronan will be, will be on my little pile of books to get signed, but also... Just very quickly, my very first comic book I ever collected, ever picked up, which started or kickstarted and spawned my collection, was a Turtles comic. So it's going to be a massive full circle moment for me to have Kevin Eastman sign the cover of my very first ever comic book. And we've been to a lot of these cons, and you get to meet writers, artists, and it's great. Absolutely. But this is extra special because he's a co-creator yeah. of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is one of the most recognizable IPs the world over. Absolutely. And so beloved. And so much so that guys like you and me are talking about it years and years, decades later. You know? That's amazing. So cannot wait to meet Kevin tomorrow. We should definitely establish that. Back to the film then. And yep. April O'Neil has a yellow jacket throughout the film. This is paying homage to her appearance in the animated series from 87, where she prominently had on a yellow jumpsuit. That was a go-to yeah, thing back did. then, wasn't it? Characters yeah. in cartoons Jumpsuits, always wore the same yeah. outfit. This Even was a nice look at, back to that. It was, yeah. But look at like the Simpsons, Family Guy. They always wear the same yeah. outfit. There's even that yeah. gag. I think it's the Simpsons where Homer opens up his wardrobe and it's just like a row of white t-shirts and blue trousers. <laughs> that's that's all he has in there. But yes, it was a nice a nice nod having her wear the the yellow jacket. That's all you oh, see her in the animated cartoon, yellow jumpsuit. So yeah, you're right. Good nod and a wink. You know, I I remembered this film a little incorrectly, and there's reasons why. I think when we've reviewed, I think maybe when we did the third. 90s turtles movie and just the idea of reviewing this one potentially next just talking about how in this film they're not mutants they're aliens and that's Mm. how i was remembering it but they're not they are still mutants mutants in in this film but an early screenplay had the turtles be aliens from dimension x shredder was said to be an alien who grows spikes and a breakout mm. and escape at a mountainside foot base. So that was going to be happening originally. We did still get the breakout scene, um, but they're not actually aliens. And we get a line from April saying, aliens? No, that's stupid, which could be referencing yeah. that early screenplay. So yeah, because were, that never would have worked. 
but there was talks of them being aliens, and I think that just got out there. And it would have been stupid. It yeah. never would have worked. And you can imagine Kevin just going, what? No, nah, this is crap. I don't want anything to do with this. I mean, again, they did bring him on as a consultant, so hopefully he was the guy in the room that was saying, hang on, you can't do this. Because, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, teenage, alien, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles that- doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. It doesn't, but does it? <laughs> this is cool. You can, you can probably speak to this being uh, a British citizen. Is it true, I believe it is, that in the UK, they were called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they couldn't say ninja over there. Absolutely. The the cartoon that I grew up on, the song was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. That was it. That was the yeah, song. Yeah. And it wasn't it's until crazy. later in life I heard ninja. I'm like, hang on a minute. What's that? It was a different thing. So it's so the- funny. In the UK, they yeah. could be ninjas in the show, have ninja weapons, but Which they couldn't be referred ninjas. to as ninjas. They were heroes. They were- it's weird. I mean, you can even the Archie comics that I was collecting because Archie had the the rights to co-publish the titles alongside uh, Mirage Studios, who were the original comic publishers under Kevin and Peter. The Archie comics uh, had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle branding that you see in the cartoons with the red and, and green. But yep. in the UK, uh, when you bought the comic books, they replaced Ninja with Hero. So in that red band, you've got Hero, not Ninja. Yeah, mate. As a yeah. kid growing up, I had. Turtles t-shirts and it had Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. That's just what we yeah. had over there. So even now to this day, that version of the song sounds better to me. But that's what I grew up with. But it's yeah, like I'll pay that. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, heroes in a half shell. It works. Shell, yeah, it works. It just... You're right. You're right. You're right. It tracks better. It works. But I guess it's so strange the way that there's that cultural difference. Do you know what? I... Th- this this might be wrong, but I'm 99.9% sure that it's correct. The guy that wrote the song for that cartoon mm. is Chuck Law, the creator of the Big Bang Theory. You are correct, because I've, I've heard that trivia myself. Oh, well, there we go then. I wasn't quite sure if I was remembering That's or crazy. half remembering. That's pretty random, isn't it? It's pretty anyway. amazing. Back to this film. Let's Hmm. talk tone. According to the director, Michael Bay found the original cut of the film was too dark and dreary and had reshoots done to put more comedy and cartoon homages into the final film. And we do get Hmm. a version of the turtle van, which was a favorite toy of mine from the cartoon. Same. And the blimp. And the blimp. You know, I am looking forward to rewatching the sequel because they fully lean into it. We get... Casey Jones, played by Stephen Amell, yeah. Bebop, Rocksteady in Ready, live action the whole, for the first time. Because yeah, the whole cartoon Secret, feel. Secret of the Use was a different thing, wasn't it? They didn't have Bebop mm. and Rocksteady. They had different characters. Apparently, they were going to include them in this, but then they didn't. But if they did they have didn't. them in this, the origins would have been different. But Tonally, you're right. This, this does speak through the cartoon uh, not as much as its sequel as we've just said but it still speaks to the cartoon more than other other iterations of the turtles and look i think um you can't take the darkness completely out of the turtles because that's where they they started with mirage studios with the early comics they were dark they were gritty they, there was a noirish feel to them so i think bay was probably a little wrong to totally uh skip over or gloss over their darkness that'll always be part of the turtles but i suppose there's a generation out there who know the turtles for the more cartoony bright colored spectacle uh of, of of the animated show so i suppose he's paying lip service to that yeah yeah um but again he just obviously wanted like a darker darker take but like you say they do lean into 
um it being a lighter film with, mm. with that sequel the the score for this film brian tyler we talked about him recently when we reviewed the expendables and we went through his huge back catalog so we don't need to do all of that again here but just to name a few he's got the fast and furious franchise rambo mentioned expendables iron man 3 it just goes on and on most recently he did the super mario brothers and the guy's done so much work over the years he worked on a single that came out for this film as well. Like I can't remember the song, but I might look it up after we've done this. Or in fact, you know, I will. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll share it on, on social media. A single titled Shell Shocked by Juicy J Wiz, Khalifa, and Ty Dollar Sign, featuring Kill the Noise and Tyler, who was credited as Mad Sonic. So that was released. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet you couldn't say back to me what I just said to you there. That was no, a, lot of, a lot of information. Try saying that 10 times, try saying that 10 times faster. Uh, the song, it was released as part of the movie's soundtrack. And then uh, maybe they even put a music video out. You know, because they used to do back in the 90s, you get clips from the movie, mm. you get the song, the artist. Um, a throwback to the 87 cartoon, the Turtle Assault Van's car horn plays the theme. Do, 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 do. Yeah, well, that was um, that was pretty cool, but um, cool. but this film though, if you're gonna rate it out of five, <sighs> look, I'll come in at probably three point five. I think it's a recommend, um, leaning towards a four. It's um, it's it's more fun than I remember being. Um, I remember I probably judged it a little too harshly when I initially saw it, and probably just straight off the bat went straight off the bat went, no, it's crap. But um, all these years later, looking at it again, I've softened my stance. Um, it's 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 okay. It's, it's fun viewing. It's obviously not the, the the turtles I grew up with. They my I suppose the thing that stops it from being rated rated higher for me is just the like they're just really bizarre physical appearance. Um, it's just so jarring, and um, yeah, that that sort of sat weirdly with me just because of its sheer incongruency, but. Other than that, it's, it's it's a pretty fun romp, and it does seem to genuinely and earnestly try to attempt to capture the, the spirit and feel of the, the the animated cartoon that I grew up with. So for that, it gets a little bit more of a bump up for me in terms of its score. You know, I've just remembered, before I get to my rating, there is a genuinely funny moment with Mikey where the rest of the turtles are stood around April. She's seeing them for the first time and he takes off his mask and says, it's okay, mm. don't be scared. It's just a mask. It comes off. And then and he's sort of like, that's not the scary part. It's, uh, not, it's, because, yeah. it's not because you're wearing a mask across your eyes. Yeah. It's because you're a giant talking turtle. There's yeah. some genuinely funny moments in here. And, you know, the cast the cast is good, you know. I, I do like mm. Megan Fox as April and Will Annette as Vernon. Mm. I agree with you completely. They did not portray Shredder as I see Shredder. Like, you're right, mm. it's Transformer Shredder. So they went a mm. bit too big with that. It's been a while since I've seen Out of the Shadows, but from what you're saying, they scale it back a little bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But this film, though, it is fun. And, and you're right, it does... It is a Turtles film. Like, you know, the everything you know about Turtles for the most part is on screen. It absolutely mm. feels 
like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And each time I watch it, I do have fun with it. Like you, I was a bit hesitant when I first watched it. The first viewing, it I don't know, it, it didn't sit too well with me. But I've mm. seen it a few times since then, and I've come to I've come to enjoy it. So I'm going to come in at a three out of five. I think the old parable is, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think that applies. You know, and the first handful of films from the early 90s was, were that good. You just don't need to keep reinventing the wheel, but it's Hollywood for you. Well, and we're getting the new Seth Rogen produced animated film coming out. Yes, was are. that Mutant Mayhem that comes out yeah. later this year? That's going to be interesting. Well, that's it for our episode all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.